Chaos and Christ Podcast. Chaos and Christ Podcast. We honor Christ. Lift heavy weights, act like men, and resist tyranny. And now your host, Alexi Felix. Welcome back to Chaos and Christ Podcast. I'm your host, Alexi Felix. Thank you for tuning in today. I've taken a little bit of a break. I keep trying to stay consistent, but I got to be honest with you. I'm a dad. I also work full time. And as much as I love doing this podcast, these things, they take priority and it's a lot of work. I am a solo operator. And so it's my passion, though. It is something that I enjoy doing. So I did want to come here and really just kind of give you something more coming from the heart. Uh, I wanted to dive into the politics and the culture of, th- of today and what's happening. We all understand if you've been living under a rock, we know that there is a war raging, waging in Israel with Hamas and the the Jewish people. Some horrific things that, that I've seen. And on both sides, I only heard about the 40 babies that were you know, they were killed. And even some sources of beheading, which, guys, I don't know if there's evil, which obviously there is. That is a perfect representation of that. I mean, that just can't get more evil to me, in my opinion. But then on the flip side, I saw a video on X and on Threads. And it was this father who was a Palestinian man. Now, I'm a Christian, you know this, I stand for Christ, and what Hamas had did had done to the Jewish people was an act of terrorism. I'm going to say that flat out, but I saw this man holding a baby, I'm thinking maybe two, one, two years old, maybe two years old, and the baby was lifeless, the baby was dead, and he was holding the baby, and not going to happen here now. But I broke down into some tears because I felt, I just felt that pain. Like I, it's as if he transferred over the agony of a father and he gave it to me for a moment or God allowed me to see that. And it was for a person that technically is on the other side of the camp from me. You don't have to pick a side in this situation, guys. I don't know the deep history of Israel and Hamas, or even the Islamic nations. There's a deep thousand-year history that in their context, they have never forgotten. And we here in America, our memory span is that of like two years. We quickly forget. And so I don't know. I don't know how it is for them. And I'm not going to pretend to. What happened was an act of terrorism. And when war is spread out evil things happen people lose their lives and the innocents are the ones that lose it so what am i coming here for mainly because i think that there's a lot of people that are truly concerned about the trajectory of our world and the times that we live in you know that i've been talking about this for a minute now and it's still something that i'm serious about it's something that i've already talked about plenty of times we are in a spiritual war this is a spiritual thing that's taking place here. I'm reading through Jeremiah in my morning devotions. And in Jeremiah, you see Jeremiah is telling the people 
and God basically Yahweh is telling the people through Jeremiah about their sin, about their their evil ways of following their own desires, their own heart, refusing to trust God, and so God allowing the misfortune and the destruction and the calamity that was proclaimed through Jeremiah to the to Israel, to Judah. And when I'm reading through the passages of these of this Old Testament book, I just see so much similarities, so much that it, I just realize, you know, we are the same. Uh, nothing is new under the sun. We do the same thing. We turn our eyes from God. We truly believe we can do better. But those of us that are seeing this, that kind of look around and realize, no, something is seriously wrong here. Something is really bad. And it's and we are literally having conversations about World War Three. That was something that we used to talk about as almost like a joke and mainly as just a conspiracy theory, mainly as something that we probably thought could happen, glad it wasn't happening, and probably thought really wouldn't happen in our lifetimes. And so there's a lot of fear that can come out of that. There's a lot of fear that can grip you. And personally speaking, as a person that looks into these things a lot, these things affect me. It's hard. Okay. So I work from home. I, I work in sales. If you know anything about sales, you have to have your mind sharp. All right. You have to go in there and everything else in the world doesn't matter. You are about taking care of business. But as a person who cares, who has a deep desire and love for the word of God, for theology, for politics, for the things that are happening in the culture, I can't shut it off that easily. Like it's ingrained in me to want to know about it, talk about it, learn about it. I know about it. And sometimes I know a little too much and it grips me with a little bit of fear and anger. So I'm relating to you in that regard. But recently someone had messaged me on Instagram and I won't say the name, but basically said, okay, so I'm scared. Can you help me out with this? And I can't help anybody out with this, but I know who can. And I know that God's word has always been the source of peace that has been given to us by God himself, and we neglect it. And so what I want to do right now is just take you to it. And I want to take you to Psalms 46, uh, chapter 46, verses 1 through 11. And we'll just go ahead and read it. I didn't take notes. I'm just reading it. It's just you and me as if we're hanging out here in my room, because, you know, this is my room. If you're watching this on video, if you're listening to this, if you didn't know that, I'm in my room. Anyway, we're looking at Psalms 46. I'm reading in the Legacy Standard Bible, which has become a translation that I've really grown to appreciate, very similar to ESV. But in this chapter, I'll go ahead and read a couple of verses and maybe give you my thoughts here. Verse 1, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear. Though the earth should change and though the mountains shake into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam, though the mountains quake as its lofty pride. Selah, which I think Selah means stop and think about it. I don't know. That's what I heard. But if that's what that means, then we should stop and think about that. We, we are so worried about our lives. 2020 proved that really well. 
Many people lost friends, families, and there was a division in the family units because of what COVID-19 presented and what the media gave to us. And that was all ultimately a result of fear of death and our desire to preserve our lives at all costs. And so we do things, irrational things, without thinking when we're presented with the induced anxiety of death, potentially. So when we get that, fear grips you. And you're trying to hold on to anything and everything that would give you a little bit of that hope. Masks, vaccines, six feet apart, stay away, bro. Maybe you deal with your anxiety through anger when you project that to other people, when they're not doing what you think they should be doing to protect your life. Fear does a lot of things to people. And it does it to every single one of us, you know. I used to look at those people and judge them and think that they were idiots. And, you know, if I'm going to be honest, sometimes I still think that sometimes, but I get it though. I get it as much as I understand what it's like to try to operate in this world without a higher authority that is greater than you and I that we can trust. When you trust in yourself and you're thinking, how am I going to do these things? It's impossible. You really can't. The anxiety just builds up and you look for anything and everything to do and everybody does it differently in so many different ways. But it leads us into a place of chaos within our own hearts and minds and and we just lose peace. And so what is our hope as Christians though? Because even Christians have lost their way in 2020 and then on. We've lost our reasoning here. We, We lost our object of faith essentially. And the scripture here does so well to bring us back. God is our refuge and strength. A very present help in trouble. And make no mistake about it, we are literally in the midst of trouble right now. We, we can see that, can we not? We feel that. And, I, and it's evident before our very eyes. So we are in the midst of that trouble, but he is a present help. He's a help for us. And so the verse goes on in, in, in verse 2 that tells us, Therefore we will not fear, though the earth should change, and though the mountains shake into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam, though the mountains quake as, as its lofty pride. That is like a picture of chaos in and of itself, right? The picture of things just roaring and coming about, There's no tranquility here. It's just erupting, and there's no control, seemingly. There's no control, and it presents to you a danger. Your life is in danger. The lives of your loved ones, they're in danger, and that could bring us down. But what is God telling us here? What is the psalmist giving to us here? Is that even in the midst of all that, God is our refuge, and he is our strength. And the problem with us is that we look for refuge in other things, relationships, drugs, partying, fitness. That was something I I had dealt with a long time. I mean, they're so subtle. You don't think that they are idols, but they are. And they are. And some things are more obvious and nefarious than the others. And so we can pinpoint, oh, yeah, that person is taking refuge in drugs. Bad. Okay. We grant that. But there are things that we take refuge in that may seemingly be 
subtle. Maybe even the world applauds it, but it's no savior. And then we're told to look within ourselves and muster up the strength. You have everything you need inside you. But let's be honest, we really don't. We realize how limited we are and how poorly we are at pulling ourselves out of the holes that we dig ourselves into. But he is our strength. He gives us our strength. He is our source of strength. Again, this takes the eyes off of what is happening around and then takes the eyes off of false idols, false gods, false hopes, false promises, and it reminds you that it is God who is our strength. And as long as you keep your eyes on him in all of this, he is with us to the very end. Even in the midst of everything, the waters are roaring, the mountains are quaking. Verse 4 says, There's a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy dwelling places of the Most High. God is in the midst of her. She will not be shaken. God will help her when morning dawns. The nations roar, the kingdoms shake. He gives his voice, the earth melts. Yahweh of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our stronghold. See what I'm, see what, what's what's happening here? This is just a an explanation again of even what what's happening within the nations and the kingdoms and politics, right? You see all of this that God is in the midst of her; she will not be shaken, right? Those there is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy dwellings place places of the Most High. God is in the midst of her, and right now. If you are a Christian and you place your faith in Jesus Christ, you are of the church. That is who we are um, um, being protected. We are protected in that sense. Now, let me just say this. We're not protected from physical death or physical ailments or anything of that nature. That's what we need to get to a place where we really believe what the Bible teaches us about what happens after this physical body. We need to get to a place where we actually believe this. Because that is where we have this sense of preserving this life here. Because we don't really understand or conceive the idea that there's actually eternity with Christ. There is actual life after death in Christ. Apart from Christ, there is darkness. There is a hell awaiting us. And that we don't either talk about or believe or want to believe. But at the end of the day, it is true. And so as Christians, though, that when you get yourself frantic, do you truly believe the promises of Christ, the promises that God has given to you through Christ and what he's done on the cross? Because the kingdoms are going to shake, the nations are going to roar. When he gives his voice, the earth will melt, and Yahweh is the host with us. Yahweh of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our stronghold. And then verse 8 reads, Come, behold the works of Yahweh, who has anointed desolation in the earth. He makes wars cease to the end of the earth. He breaks the bow and cuts up the spear. He burns the chariots with fire. Cease striving. Hear this. This is verse 10. Cease striving and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. Yahweh of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our stronghold. I love that. I mean, 
that don't that doesn't do do it for you because it does it for me. I love what I'm reading here. We are invited to look at what God does, the works that He has He performs, and and the desolation that is happening on the earth. That's from God, who has appointed desolations in the earth. If war is going to cease, it's because He can do it. He makes it cease to the end of the earth. He breaks the bow and cuts up the spear. Our weapons that we use to kill each other, God can come in and, and just completely break that down. Just completely intercept any plans that we have with our tools, with our own might and strength. I mean, he could do that and he will. He burns the chariots with fire. And then he tells us to cease striving and know that I'm God. Stop fighting him and your trust in God. Stop fighting your neighbor and trying to convince them to become a conservative or try to convince them that the vaccine was this or that. I mean, look, have your opinions. Don't be afraid to share it. I'm going to always share it. Right? I'm going to tell them I think that the vaccine was a huge hoax and there's something nefarious behind it. I believe there was election fraud. I think there was a stolen in 2020. I think that we are literally now, I don't think totalitarianism is coming. I believe we're living in it now and that we are entering into a global totalitarian overtake and it's happening before our eyes, but I can't control. I can't control whether that person is going to believe me or not. I can't control whether they're going to buy into what I'm saying at all. And instead of striving, trying to force my way and trying to preserve this life and try to preserve the American way, the American dream, I'm just going to stop because clearly that's what the scriptures are saying. Cease striving. And what? Know that I am God. What does that mean? It means he's fully in control, that none of this is taken him by surprise, that everything is actually allowed because he is God. And so therefore he allows this. And then that means it serves his purposes. He has a will that we can't see or fully understand, but we know that his will is being brought out. Do you think that everything that's happening right now in our country and in the world really is not even about America anymore? I mean, if you really pay attention to the geopolitical world, it's everywhere. I'm actually surprised that I see in different nations, different countries, that the very leftism and, and right conservatism that we're seeing here in America is playing out in other countries too. They are in the same wagon of Marxism as we are here. It's not like it's foreign to them. They're literally protesting the same way. They're literally uprising in LGBTQ in the same way. It's the same thing. It's, an, it's fascinating. It tells you that there is a spiritual war here and there's an attempt to come against Christ and his word, and his church, and the truth. Because everything that you see, every single abomination, the promotion of homosexuality, pedophilia, transgenderism, this Marxist worldview of the oppressed and the oppressor, the white supremacy, etc., etc. I mean, the terms and the slogans can go on and on. All of it is in lockstep against the gospel, against Christianity, against what Christians have believed and what the Bible teaches. But instead of getting worked up, instead of being worried about a potential World War III, here's what I can tell you, that God has told you to cease striving and know that he is God. That's it. Trust him. Trust him. He is God. That's what he's saying. Because 
here's what's really going to happen. The fact of the matter is, they can't defeat him. They will never defeat him. God is God. He is sovereign. He is the one true king. He is Yahweh. And he tells us, I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. Yahweh of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our stronghold. Just take root. Stand firm. Read your Bibles. Love the Lord with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And love your neighbor as yourself. That is important. And if you need to know what you need to do in the midst of the chaos, you need to do your work. Whatever you have been given before you is what God has called you to. This is a theme in my life lately. I want to do something greater and bigger, but guess what? That's not where God has me. I'm not a Charlie Kirk. I'm not an Eric Khan. I'm not anyone special, but I'm who I am. And that's enough. That's who God has called me to be. So I have a gift and talent to speak and I love to do it. I'm an extrovert. I do this. I bring this to whomever so it could bless you. And not, and in that, I honor God and I give back my gift. And then what else do I do? I work my sales job. I make money. All right. I make money. I hustle. I do the best I can to be the best. I start planning for business ideas. I do the dad thing. I wake up, I cook the breakfast, I make the lunches, I do the homeschooling when my daughter's with me. I am trying to be faithful with what God has placed in front of me. And so whether the world starts burning, I'm going to still plant a tree. I think you should do the same. So I hope this gives you courage. And remember, God is in control. Cease your striving. Know that he is God. And as I always like to say, that in the midst of chaos, Christ is there. If you like what you've heard, if this has blessed you, has given you some encouragement during some really dark times, share this with somebody else. We have to help each other, right? Share this with somebody else. That way they too can feel the encouragement, turn to God, and trust him in the midst of all this nonsense, all right? And please, if this has actually helped you and you like what I'm talking about here, comment, rate, review, do the whole nine. This is going to help this podcast to get more into other people's ears and maybe turn this into something where I can do this a little bit more often. So until next time, guys, God bless you. If you found value, then please subscribe and leave an honest rating and review. And remember that in the midst of chaos, Christ is there.